þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Uh, Hulli sings it, he imagines he's on warp drive mm. so, Okay, let's sing the Star Trek song Yeah, but let's sing it really badly and out of tune Because uh, uh, Let's sing it so that it's legally different yeah. <laughs> So we sing it like that like, Oh, Star Trek, yeah, okay I was like, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> yes, it's track. Uh, my, my new favorite thing to do with music is to sing all songs I can, like the guy from the B-52s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sing um, I Am an Anarchist with the Sex Pistols. It's too close. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Okay. Sing uh, uh, Haters Gonna Hate, Hate, Hate. Uh... I stay out too late. <laughs> Got nothing in my brain. <laughs> That's what people say. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's I love, what people say. I love the B-52s. So do I. B-52s is a cocktail and a bomber airplane. It isn't a bomber airplane. Which, but I think the cocktail came second. Yeah, yeah, they didn't name the plane after a cocktail. <laughs> what yeah. are we going to call this 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 well, machine of war? The pina colada. It was a very hungover like engineer <laughs> who came up with let's call it the B52. Why? Oh, Why? Totally Cuz I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how are you? I am fine. Yeah. And I just realized I have red wine. You do, and dirty glasses. And dirty glasses from last night when me and my super hot lady friend human were watching, uh, finally, the uh, Handmaid's Tale. Did you watch all of it? Yeah, we watched it all in like three days. Oh my god, and what did you think? I think it is awesome. It is awesome. It's very depressing. It is. And Elizabeth uh, Moss is incredible. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, Moss. Elizabeth Moss is incredible. incredible. And which was the girl glass? You can have a girl glass. Oh, okay. This one? Sure. I'm not going to clean them. But do you want some red ones? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, that one's not wine. <laughs> And uh, let's have some lunch wine. Some lunch wine. And, uh, yeah, I think she was incredible. It made me depressed. And often I thought, like, uh, whenever I thought, this is very far-fetched, 
I immediately, that thought was immediately, uh, the, the, next, the next thought was immediately, wait a minute, it's not. It's not. No. And I think that's why this show has like really hit the ground running is yeah. because it's everything that's happening there. Like I, all that happened was a coup. Yeah. Yeah, it was they, a coup. They, I'm sorry if we're spoiling it for people who haven't watched it over the last six months. It's based on a very famous novel. Uh, novel. Yeah. Uh, Do you yeah. know, for the second season, I have inside uh, scoop for you. Well, don't tell me here. I'm not going to give anything away. No. Just that where the first season... Why is my name on that card? Oh, uh, the, uh, these are notes from my other, other podcast of mine. You talk oh, about me in your no, other podcast? I talk about a character called oh, Jonathan. Jonathan, who yeah. was played by, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, who was played by Tom Lank. Yeah, who is in Mad Men as well, right? Is he in Mad Men? Tom Lank. I don't know. but Or was he Andrew? The little gay one. Yeah, the little gay one was, was Andrew. Andrew. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's yes. a friend of mine. Oh, really? Well, I mean, we've never met in person, but we exchange on Twitter sometimes. Oh, really? You and know Andrew? I know Andrew. And he's... Because he's, he's a, a comedian. Oh, right. And he does this whole thing on... Um, we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. He does this whole thing... They were the trio. Yeah. Um, he does this whole thing on Instagram called Get the Lenk Luke for Less, where he takes, like, people on red carpets... And recreates their outfit with like a tablecloth and newspaper and mm. yeah and 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 he did it so much that the E Channel picked him up and actually put him on the red carpet at last year's like Emmys or something. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool. he comes to Iceland quite a bit. Oh, cool. He told me next cool. time he's here um, that he would let me know, and I would be like, of course, I would have to introduce him to you. Uh, well, if he could be a guest on my Buffy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But we can't talk too much about it because Sandra, my yeah. co-host on a Buffy podcast, she doesn't hasn't she's a Buffy virgin, so mm. she doesn't even she and, hasn't even reached. And you should yet. let the listeners know that it's only in Icelandic. It is only in Icelandic. I'm sorry, but it is. It is in Icelandic. And there it is. Because you made a conscious decision to limit your audience. Um, well, me, me and Sandra... No, I get uh, it. You're both Icelandic. Yeah, you want to yeah. talk in Icelandic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just yeah. making a joke. Yeah. yeah, so that's what you're doing. But what I was going to say about um, The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. is where the first season ends is exactly where the book ended. So there's no predetermined <laughs> script for the second season. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to know how the book actually ended? Yes. So the, 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 you find out in the end of the book, because I read it, mm-hmm. um, that, that, her, that this story is actually being told to a university class years after everything got fixed again. Oh, and so, so it's the, like the ending of Planet of the Apes 5. Yeah, but it's... it's what? Yeah, in the original movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a bit like us learning about World War Two. Yeah. And so this, this, they're learning about how shit things were. Right. And apparently, somehow in her, in her journey, she managed to record her story on tape. And that's how they hear this. And no one actually knows where she is or what happened to her. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yes. So they can really just go for oh, it in the wow. second season. Uh-huh. I, one character which I kind of found fascinating... Um, in the last episodes was uh, uh, Aunt Lydia. Yeah, because you, you... She has compassion. She does, but she's also... She's also a Nazi. Yeah. She's, she's like... She cares she about the girls. organized religion incarnate. 
Yeah. See, it's a Nazi with compassion. Yeah. <laughs> like she cares about her girls, but yeah. the job has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's and that actress is amazing. Yeah, she is. She's in a, another movie I saw recently called Compliance. Have you seen that? Oh, she was in Compliance. Yeah. Oh, she was the manager of the store. Oh, Compliance is a fucked up movie, especially because it's it happened. Untrue. It fucking happened. Yeah. Interesting. And there's so many times during that movie where you're like, why is everyone going along with this? Why? <laughs> yeah. And then at the end you find out this happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching it with my uh, girlfriend at the time and she got kind of just angry watching it. She mm. thought it was disgusting. Yeah. But then later when we found out that it was true, we were just fascinated and kept Googling and Googling. So you found all the the situations where it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just read about it, and it's it's an interesting. You gotta see compliance. It's yeah. a fucked up fine. Although the one thing that I I did find was in the in the however many hours that he kept them on the phone, mm. he never once had to pee. Oh, he? No. The the bad guy? Yeah. But you can pee while you're on the phone. He could put on a cordless phone. I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, that's so. how phones are these days. I'm sorry, I was Cordless. just nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you? Uh, I am fine. I am hot off the floor of H&M. Yes. An interesting Society thing. as we know it is currently being installed in Iceland. Yes. <laughs> um, it's uh, like this is something which must be addressed. Yeah. And everyone, it's one of these things that, I mean, Iceland is a small fishing village. Mm. And uh, once in a while, like just a very, fairly regularly, mm-hmm. I think you always like, like clockwise. Uh, that's the that's a word. Clockwork. Clockwork. Yeah. Like clockwork. Like uh, clockwise. And like then sometimes counterclockwise. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, like clockwork, there's a, like every two weeks or every month, mm. there's a new subject which everyone has an opinion on yeah. and on Facebook. Uh-huh. And uh, For, a little while ago it was Costco. Costco, yes. Yeah. And uh, now it's H&M. Which opened officially yes, last it, night. Last night. And... Uh, the thing is that H&M, uh, had, they uh, sent out invitations. You saw my invitation. It was very, very uh, delicate and specific. Yeah. It, and it was like a, a nesting doll. <gasps> like there were so many wrappings and yeah. layers. More compartments and more... Comp- it's like, it's, it can't have been cheap. No. And, uh, but they have a lot of money. Yes, because they don't really pay their slaves. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so they invited uh, within Goose Feet mm-hmm. important people, I guess. Yeah, I noticed I didn't get one of the yeah, invites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed I got one. And um, to come to the grand opening, mm-hmm. which was uh, only for those special people, mm-hmm. and uh, and who was who was there? Who was on the guest list? Oh, I mean, it's all on Diavaf. Or Anyone I know? Uh, probably. Was Hedda Bjerg there? I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I haven't watched... I, don't look, I, I mean, if you go to dmf.is or dv.is, you, you can, can see, see the pictures. pictures. Yeah. Like, like the, 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 the headline is, here is a list of the chosen ones who got to go to H&M. Is that what it said? It basically says that. And uh, 
chosen one. <laughs> it's it's so uh, stupid and uh, yes, it's so um, it's so uh, mentally handicapped on so many levels. Why? Because this whole thing. Okay. First of all. They have this grand opening for yeah. special people, and it's a big thing. It's like a gala, and they uh-huh. have champagne, and they have Did they have nipples? Yes. Oh, good. And, uh, and That's all I go yeah, for. They had cocktails, uh-huh. and, uh, and there was a red carpet, and there were cameras. And, uh, and I, I kept thinking, it's H&M! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this is one of the most Icelandic things that can happen. It's... Uh, uh, to I make mean, a big fuss out of something. Big fuss out something like this. It's it's a, very similar to a thing that happens year, happened years ago when the first McDonald's opened in Iceland. Uh-huh. The prime minister at the time, David Otson, yeah. he was the one who bit into the first Big Mac. Oh, God. And there was like a photo op. The prime minister of Iceland, wow. the most powerful person, basically the president of Iceland, if uh, there wasn't already a no powerless president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, prime minister. And, um, and I thought, okay, so the, that, that really puts Iceland into perspective of what this is. This is when we see Iceland for what it is. Yeah. This is Iceland at its truest. Yeah. This is the real Iceland. <laughs> the fact that we, the, we invite the leader of the country to bite into the first McDonald's. Big Mac. Oh, McDonald's and now we have an HMM, which is the McDonald's of clothing stores. It is. And, uh, and we have a red carpet and we have cocktails and they have a list of important people that they invite. Uh, and they have to RSVP. Uh, you had to RSVP. You couldn't yeah, just turn up. I RSVP'd like the minute I left the house. I thought, okay. oh, you have to RSVP. And I, I sent an email. And then I got to the red carpet. And I said, hey, I just RSVP'd like f- 15 minutes ago. Is, can I come in? And uh, and one lady with a... With a, a uh, clipboard and a headset. Yes, a <laughs> clipboard and a headset. <laughs> Said, of course, you could yes, get Hulegger. Let Hulegger through. Uh, and I thought, I have made it. I am famous. This is who I am. I mean, I gotta admit, the, the fact that I got uh, uh, an invitation was a validation. Was it in the mail? It was in the mail, yeah. <gasps> got it sent to my house. Wow. And then I got in there, and uh, I gotta say, I was looking forward to this because the whole Facebook uh, Facebook had been just peeing its pants over this for yep. a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. People, tar- people were uh, every dad in the country made a dad joke about H and M, just like they did when Costco opened and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, and Dunkin' Donuts. That's remember one. the lines uh, around, the, and they they employed security guards to make it look busier than it was. Oh really? Yeah. So there were there weren't that many people in the restaurant at Dunkin' Donuts, but they employed security guards to keep people out so that it looked like it was something you wanted to queue for. But there was a line like down all of Logoville. Yep. So, so they they limited the amount of people allowed in at a so time. So we weren't cheapish enough. 
Mm-mm. They have to make. They wanted to make it bigger. Yeah, they just they are just fucking with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's extremely funny. I can't get really bothered about this. Mm. Some people were extremely bothered about the whole elite thing. That oh, only the elite get to go to H and M. Why do you care? It's the it's H&M. But it's I mean it's but it's like it's just the opening. It's not like you're gonna invite the entire country. No, but why are you even having an opening? I don't know. Like a special opening. It's just like, But it worked it, because it totally now it's worked. it's got them in the media. Yes, it, it worked for me. I was I I had You to were go the there. elite. Yes. I had to go there. Yeah. I was I, I thought maybe this will be this would be memorable. Yeah, I have yeah, to be, yeah. This is the most talked about event in Iceland these days. Yeah, yeah. It says everything about Iceland, mm-hmm. and I have to be there. Never I, mind refugees. Yeah, yeah <laughs> never mind refugees. But uh, then when I got there, I, I must admit there was a bit of an anti climax mm. because I was just in H and M, and there was just people shopping H and M with a twenty percent discount. Because oh, so the elite got a twenty percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. There was. Uh, is I'm, it just for that night? It was just for that night, okay. and uh, I was looking, I was kind of trying to do some celebrity spotting there, uh, but I didn't see them, so either I was unfashionably early, or all the celebrities were going like, this is so plebish. I oh, wow. Because I heard, of, I, I, I talked to some, I like heard from some other fellow celebrities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> celebrities. Celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, and they, they said, no, no, of course I'm not going. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's kind of, a, it's, it is, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I would have gone. I, to, uh, like, uh, I'm not I'm glad that that went because I wouldn't have want to wonder how it was mm. but it was just a lot of people shopping uh, mostly very beautiful people with a lot of like symmetrical uh, alien looking models that looked like something from a Luke Besson movie mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were the other celebrities, or they were just people. I think they were just. I think or were they actors hired by H and M to like look every, like their shop? Every model in Iceland was invited okay. because I felt like an extra, an ugly extra in uh, and Luke Rush. Rush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or just Adrian Grenier. Um, yeah. <laughs> think Adrian Grenier is the ugly one in Entourage? Oh, I, I don't think he, he... I wouldn't have cast him as the, the Hollywood heartthrob. Yeah, that's what I... That's one of the... I heard one comedian talk about... I think it was Doug Benson who said something like... Uh, yeah, the, the, the one... The one, uh, like, thing that you do, I don't buy about Entourage is you don't buy a, that guy as the biggest star in the world. Yeah. But, you know... They can't hire the biggest star in the world because the biggest star in the world wouldn't be in that television show. Yeah, it's yeah. a terrible show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I really do. I, uh, it's I based have, on Mark Wahlberg's actual yeah, life. I yeah. have like a, a, a kind of... I, I get like... Uh, I have My inner douche gets, yeah, his, gets his fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I have a different inner douche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... So I went there and then just I drank uh, as many cocktails as I could and mm. then I went back. 
Did you buy anything? No. But I you was... were given a free wallet. Oh, which I gave to you. Yeah, which I probably will not use, but yeah. I might re-gift it. Yeah, please re-gift it. It's, uh... My boyfriend's looking for a wallet. Yeah, please. Give <laughs> him an H&M God level. knows he forgets his fucking card whenever we leave the house. Yeah. Well, so he uses the same trick as I do. Yes! yes. <laughs> the same trick you do with yeah, me! Yeah, it's, it's, it always works. <laughs> But on that note, I'm Australian. And I am Icelandic. And together we are... Australia! We are Australia, we're walking on the land. We are Australia, we're walking hand in hand. We are Australia, we're walking up the mountain. We are Australia, we're drinking from the fountain of you. Which is not really a fountain, it's just really cold in Iceland and it keeps you very young. Oh, man. I, I felt like it needed a number. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very... It was great on the cu- off-the-cuff rhyming. Yeah, we did. Yeah. There was... There was I, I've got to be honest, you were doing it. I was just saying the words at the same time as you. <laughs> I also did some and mind. being a maid. Yeah, I don't know why we were doing the actions. <laughs> oh, H and M. Yes, but it was a. Pla- I mean, and also, I like there were. I was watching the the Facebook, mm. and so a lot of people like they were so. You can uh, compartmentalize the comments mm. in, uh, in various boxes. One box is the dad jokes. Yeah. A lot of dad jokes about uh, the elite getting into it. Is, it. is it the same kind of people who, like, say, if you or I put a call out to Facebook going, oh, does anyone have this piece of equipment? And people who aren't comedians yeah. always go, no, 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 yeah, dildo, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, then... <clears throat> And then there were uh, people who were actually genuinely uh, insulted by the fact that this was happening. That H and M, or that they invited elite people. Yeah, they invited elite people uh, for a grand opening. Yeah, for a grand opening. They were just pointing out how stupid it was and stuff like that. But you know, it's. I honestly disagree. It's not stupid. No, I mean, it's a great media ploy. Like it's it's good marketing. Oh, it totally worked. Because the second it's open to the public, all those angry people will probably go go. I want to see what's so great about this. So I here's one thing. I was. Um, so when I was leaving, I was there with my lady uh, super friend. Yeah. And uh, I had to have her wait while I went to the toilet because I had all the cocktails and she was driving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, as you know, Smaurlind, which is the mall, which is, it looks uh, like a dick. Which looks like a dick. Uh, a, a ball stick. There is no scrotum. No. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, H&M, a, it's shaft only. It's shaft only, and it, the H and M is placed in the bottom of the shaft. Oh, nice! So you have to work your At the way base. up the shaft, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that little fish yeah. in in anaconda that, go, <laughs> that goes up your peepee hole. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. If you're coming in from the yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, if you go, so I usually go to the head. Uh-huh. Because that's where the movie theater is. Yes. So that's where I spent my most of most of the time. At the head. At the head. Not I, the I don't really work the shaft. No. Anymore. No. But I have to forget like, the base. <laughs> so I, ha- I had to go to the toilet, and uh, so I went when we were leaving H uh, and M. I walked all the way up the urethra uh-huh. and uh, and to the bathroom. Yeah. But on my way to the bathroom. 
I saw this little girl and her mother walking, and they walked past me, and they was like, you could hear the DJ playing <laughs> from H&M. And a little girl got, said, I want to go to H&M, because everybody was talking about H&M, so even little children are thinking, I want to go to H&M. Oh, God, go on. And the mom says, we can't, we weren't invited. Oh! <laughs> and I, it was, I mean... I felt ashamed and I laughed out loud at the same time. <laughs> so that's and also, uh, I like I met one actress there, which yeah. uh, which I knew, and, and you're not gonna name. I'm not gonna name no. her, but uh, there was this kind of weird sense of shame that whenever you, you, whenever you met someone, mm. you met met someone on your same like cynical level. Mm. Uh, was like. Yeah, so we came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we are. And uh, but I mean, I, it's just I I don't really have a solid opinion about this, but I think it really is Iceland at its core. Yeah, the whole whole uh, discussion and. Uh, and in a week it'll go away it, it and everyone around. will shop there yes it's just like I talk about this all the time in my stand up when I say remember the Panama Papers that's right nobody else does either <laughs> yeah 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 you know remember yeah. all those videos online of 20,000 people throwing eggs at the parliament mm-hmm. and it's then the... a week later you had the same government nobody cared anymore it's the Icelandic goldfish mm. the only thing you, uh, but then uh, uh, that, uh, when we, uh, if I should start to uh, keep on counting uh, the people the co- uh, that they were talking about on Facebook. There was one group that kept talking about... The only, like, justifiable anger I could find on Facebook was uh, the whole baby slaves thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know... And then those same people are shopping at Primark when they go to the UK and getting little messages inside suitcases that they buy saying, please, uh, help me. I am full. I don't have good uh, working conditions. Yeah, I mean... Western civilization is built on a cemetery and uh, and uh, a blood swamp of the innocent. Mm-hmm. So you, you just I mean, if you don't want to uh, support uh, the the, evil, the dark lords, then make your own clothes. Make your own clothes and move out of the city and ethically source your own fabric. Yes, we are all part of the problem. Yeah, everything is fucked. And uh, doesn't matter because we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. None of it matters. We're all gonna die, and none of it matters. Matters. We should actually record a song. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Ah, oh, I'm so glad you. So it's open officially now to the public. I think so. I don't know. I, you well, bought what? nothing. I bought nothing. I was gonna buy some underpants, but. Uh, that uh, just uh, I, I, I was ju- I was just there people watching really see I said this to you that my only issue about H&M opening in Iceland now means that no longer when you're dating someone and they're wearing H&M clothing can you assume that they have the money for a plane ticket that's a good point <laughs> and because before it'd be like oh you're wearing H&M that means you can travel abroad one of the very few uh Reasons I have to be proud of to be proud of Iceland 
which which get fewer every year. Mm. Like when the, the when the police started to arm themselves, yeah. I, I lost one reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of the reasons is that uh, Iceland is one of the few, if not the only, country in the world where uh, McDonald's just gave up. Yeah, left. Yeah, but like, we can't do this shit. And um, and I I go to, whenever I go to uh, uh, another country. I often go to McDonald's because the fact that it isn't in Iceland makes, makes it more special. Yeah, it makes yeah. it exotic. And also, that's also why uh, the H&M has the same uh, like, uh, flavor. When, if, if, when you're done, I have a funny story about McDonald's and the Frenchman. Okay. Yeah, what, I, what I'm saying is now that there's an H&M in Iceland, then H&M is less special. But, I mean... It makes yeah. people happy, and the baby slaves uh, unhappy. But I guess as well, when we travel abroad, we won't need to go there anymore. Uh, it's still going to be very expensive. Here? Yeah. Really? Yeah, everything, ex- cheap things are expensive in Iceland. So I'm going to Sweden next week, so I'll still just wait and... and. I think so. I think that's how like, the or currency actually, works. After Sweden, I'm going to Hungary, so I'll go to H&M in Hungary. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy the entire uh, store. Hungary? Like the the children who work at h and Yeah. <laughs> but on McDonald's... Okay, so you know how I was in the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. I... This... And there were witnesses to this as well. My, my old flatmate Anton and his boyfriend were witnesses to this. We were on our last day looking for something to eat before we went to the airport. And I've, I mean, I've, I've named him last week, didn't I? So I can use his name. Yeah, but I think it's more like charming when he's okay, called a French so, lover. So my French lover yes. uh, said, I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Why, really? He said, I want to go to McDonald's. The guy who like, won't buy, won't eat prima donna cheese from a store. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so picky with everything. He's like, I want to go to McDonald's. And I was like, why? He's like, because we don't have it in Iceland. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and so I said... It sounds exactly like uh, René from Allo Allo. Allo Allo. <laughs> René. <laughs> Ooh, René. René. And, and I was like, oh, I will... Say, listen to me very carefully. I will say this only once. Only once. We are going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want to go to... And I was like, oh, I don't really feel like McDonald's. He's like, I can't wait to have a wrap with goat cheese. And, and we all laughed at him. And he was like, what? And I said, wait, you're excited about a wrap with goat's cheese? From and, McDonald's? Yeah. And he said, yes, that's what they have. And I said, maybe in Paris, honey. <laughs> but, but they don't have they don't have goat cheese wraps here in the Netherlands or many other countries mm-hmm. with McDonald's. And he was like, no. And the other two had to convince him, no, it's just the standard menu. He was like, oh. No! <laughs> he was excited, but it's such a privileged French person thing. It's a, it's a beautiful French thing. The, 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 and they're really, apparently, they're so strict on, on health rules in France that McDonald's in France is actually healthier than in other countries. Like, they yeah. have... They're not allowed to sell things over certain calories per square centimeter or whatever it is. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, they're real, and they just banned petrol cars. Oh. Yeah. Like they're phasing wow. them out. So That's it'll only cool. be electric cars and, yeah. That's very cool. Yet they still have slums of immigrants. Oh, uh, yeah. 
But anyway, but uh, but I think slum is a fun word. Slum, slum always makes me think of fucking prawn um, from <laughs> District Nine. <laughs> yeah, the fucking prawns. <laughs> Slums. It reminds me of the Icelandic word slub. What does it mean? It's wet snow. Oh, slub. Yeah, it sounds like when you step slush. in wet. Is that what you call it? Slush in English? Probably. The the wet wet snow. Slushy. Slushy. Yes. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Well, I guess. I guess. I mean, does H and M qualify as your embarrassment of the week? It wasn't very embarrassing, so it doesn't. Do you have another? Yes, I have an embarrassment of uh, the past few weeks. Uh, at least it happened uh, a while ago. Yeah, and um, it's a funny time. Uh, yeah, there's a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. It was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, when when the men were out at war and women were in the kitchen where they belong. Probably a month or, like, I don't know. It was uh, in the recent past uh-huh. uh, where I was asked to, uh, to, along with other celebrities, yeah. but uh, separately, yeah. to do a segment to uh, po- promote a movie. That I did not work on. It's a movie called Under Trienu or uh, or Under the Tree, which is directed by my friend Hatukone. And uh, there, it's a it's a movie about neighbors' dispute. Mm. And so what they did is is it? Can I sorry? Can I ask? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? I think it's a is drama. It? But the main actor is Stente Junior, which is a comedian. So is it like a, it's like it's his uh, breakaway. Yeah. Well, it's his Truman Show. His foray into yeah. drama. Yeah. Is it? Is it a bit like? Did you ever see the slap? No. Okay. It sounds. It sounds to me like Australian cinema in a nutshell. Right. So under the tree. So it's about a neighborhood dispute. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's kind people of... in the suburbs dealing with shit. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I've only seen the trailer. Uh, but uh, that's kind of besides the point. Okay. Sorry. Uh, because so they what they did was ask uh, various people to tell their true story about a neighbor's dispute mm. and uh, so they took did an, a small like segment with me it was just one take and uh, they asked me to tell a story and I told this one story about when I was living uh, in my uh, last apartment mm. When I woke up uh, of the uh, woke up uh, of the sound, I woke up by the sound of the sound from, from the sound. Work, you were woken up by the sound. I was woken up by the sound of people having intercourse mm-hmm. below me in the small apartment below me. Uh, well, it's almost just a room below me, mm. uh, <clears throat> a one-room apartment. Where I heard somebody be having sex with a girl, and the girl was just doing, uh, uh, she was doing the loud uh, porn, porn noises, porn noises yeah. which you described in uh, one of our live episodes mm. as window wipers, like window wiping sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. I should use that more. <laughs> you did it in your blackout episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was very impressed that you weren't had the blackout the whole episode. Yeah, like that was a really good joke. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Um, so, so uh, uh, I I'm listening to them having sex, and it always it makes you kind of you no, know, it makes you always lonely. Yeah, when you hear other people, and you're alone. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like I was I was bothered, but then I hear like somebody knocking on the window below me like, mm. uh, and it turns out to be the girlfriend of the guy who lives below me and the oh. guy was cheating on the girlfriend yeah. and she said like uh, let's say his name is Ole mm. like Ole what are you doing are you cheating on me and then like she starts crying I can't believe you're cheating on me and like so she could hear it outside as well yeah 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 uh, and oh there was like, there were like bars over the window or something like that because it was a, it's a basement window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she and I, my heart kind of broke for her. Uh, and she, I, I can't believe it cheating on me. And then I hear another female's voice, which is uh, like a, the, a friend of the 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 GT. Mm. And she said, uh, uh, she starts kicking the windows, tries to kick the door in. And the friend says, I have a hammer in the car. And then they go to get a hammer. It's just going to, like, uh, knock. Is he still having he's, sex through this? No, nah, they stopped having sex and were just totally silent, just busted. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> and then I hear, she, uh, I think she started trying to, like, try to knock off the doorknob with a hammer. But I guess... Uh, I don't remember. I think uh, somebody threatened to call the cops, and they just went away, or it just it ended for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of did this joke in the end of the segment. Well, uh, a segment which was segment, a segment, Freudian slip, <laughs> which was, uh, what was she gonna do? Was she, if she got inside, was she gonna kill them with a hammer? And then I do do a little laugh, and then it's just then the segment is over. Yeah, but uh, I mean, and they said. And the people who taped the whole thing was like, this is good, perfect. And I was like, yeah, pro-. Uh, but I always kind of felt like I should have focused more on the fact that my heart was with the girl who was being cheated on, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I didn't. However, uh, <clears throat> later on, they put this on the internet and, uh, you know, it's a good segment. It's uh, they, they tell me it's the funniest story of all the... All the segments, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of that. Uh, but um, then somebody comments on it on Facebook uh, on the like the face- official Facebook page of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a guy who says, Haha, "Yeah, well, I actually know the guy involved, and uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, he he uh, and uh, we uh, he and his friends should maybe get a ticket." For the opening of the movie, because you know we're kind of uh, helping promote it in a way, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and somebody sent me a screenshot of that comment, and I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And then later, I see a uh, uh, somebody t- t- sends me a screenshot of another comment from the girl who was being cheated on. <gasps> And she says something like, Haha, yeah, I'm glad that you found it funny. Uh, just to let you know, if you want the whole real story, it wasn't just two people having sex in there. It was, it was a foursome. Which is something that I, I did, it totally escaped me. Wow. Because I, well, well, if there was a foursome, 
I'm, I'm guessing it was two guys and two girls. Mm. Uh, one of the girls was very silent. What was that like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of them was just a, a window you only, wiper. You only heard one guy. I, I didn't really hear the guy. I just heard uh, one uh, moaning woman. Mm. And... Uh, um, so it was a foursome, so I'm guessing two guys and two girls, and uh, uh, that that made the story <clears throat> so much juicier, but also kind of just... Uh, more heartbreaking. More heartbreaking. And uh, so uh, I was embarrassed by that fact that I kind of... I was, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I used kind of... A, a true story which uh, is painful for a real person just to, I didn't even do it for anything else but just to promote a movie I didn't even work on mm. but uh, <clears throat> uh, but you know I still at the same time I think you know I'm allowed to say, tell a story yeah you and were part of it I was part of it and I didn't mention any names and uh, so uh, I think uh, all of these people involved they kind of outed themselves by commenting yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and here's the third part of the story oh god <laughs> <laughs> then somebody uh, somebody on another on a, got another screenshot from another comment section when they put this story on one of the news sites or something and uh, there was a guy saying, "Ha ha ha!" Well, he should what? What's it? he should talk or something? He he could talk. He could talk because he has a story about a girl who once lived below me, uh-huh. and she was woken up by sex noises from above. Oh, and uh, which was just. Uh, yeah, uh, another kind of a uh, uh, whole night of pornographic wailing, which was mine because I make a lot of noise while having sex. Do you? Years. Yes. And the girl was totally silent. It was just me going, oh, oh, I'm kidding. I was going to say, because uh, <laughs> I'm not revealing anything, but I've been in the next room. When I had sex? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I heard nothing. From me? Yeah, from anyone. Okay. When was it? I'm not going to say it on here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh All right. I just mouthed the... I slept through the whole thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, you were right there on the bed. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was... It would have been a great uh, commercial for one of those anti-partner disturbance beds. Yeah. I mean, it was a. Uh, I feel wow, it's quite a saga. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad because, like, these. I mean, if you, you didn't know these people. No. And it's your story to tell. Yeah. And you know, also, it does. Uh, like, I understand you might be heartbroken and wronged and stuff, but I mean, it sounded like it was getting violent. Or possibly violent, and that's you know, if you if you if something bad had happened, your life would have been affected by it because suddenly someone would have been beaten or murdered down or four yeah, people. I'm sure she wouldn't have murdered them. You don't know. Murder. You don't know. I, I watch a lot of crime documentaries. You never know what people are capable of when they snap. 
It's, it's called it's crime of passion for true. a reason. But it's a it's a funny like a it's a funny uh, saga of comments about sex noises. Yeah, and then uh, it kind of went back to me because I was involved in one of the sex noise stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aww. Well, that's that's less that's more fun than my embarrassment of the week. Mm. Mine involves uh, the current awful situation in Australia. Yeah. Right now, with the whole postal survey, which we talked about in the last episode. Right. Um, so, our Prime Minister uh, stated that the lead-up to the postal vote was... Oh, by the way, I just want to point out, uh, kudos to all the Australians who updated or enrolled to vote. Right. Uh, because... Uh, Ever since they announced that August 24 was the deadline to update your details, uh, 450,000 people, I think, updated their details, an additional 30,000 enrolled, mm. and they were, they were most of them were people in the younger end of the spectrum. Mm. But he went on record as saying that the lead-up to this postal vote, which will be, the results will be announced on November 15th, Mm -hmm. uh, is a time for peaceful and considered or respectful debate yeah. over the matter. Right. Within hours of him stating that in the media, people took pictures of posters in Melbourne. And the poster had a cartoon boy uh, hiding his face. Oh, yeah. And two male hands holding belt straps. Rainbow, and it said rainbow belt straps, and it said "Stop the fags," mm -hmm. and had statistics on the poster saying something like ninety percent of children of gay parents are abused, mm -hmm. uh, and quoted like other things, and quoted um, uh, as a report, a psychological survey, which years ago was debunked yeah. as being completely false and financed by um, homophobic or anti-gay groups. Right. I shared this saying that, yeah, I think my post was something along the lines of, uh, so, you know, this, I quoted the prime minister and said, you call this peaceful and, and considered. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously people commented and were disgusted in it. a lot of Icelanders. Uh, it was uh, a bit of a wake up call for them because mm -hmm. I, and you, you've seen me come across this. So mm -hmm. many people yeah. see Australia as this paradise and they were surprised uh -huh. at how much homophobia there is there. I got countless messages from members of the gay community in Australia telling me that I am no better for sharing that because I am sharing the hate and that people are going through enough trauma as it is and I should have at least put trigger warning in the status uh, before posting the picture and that uh, then there was this whole movement uh, around the time of stop sharing the poster everybody mm. because you're sharing the message of hate right. and I disagree with it I do as well but I ended up I got so many messages and I was inundated with them, mm -hmm. and some of them were really angry that I just deleted the post. Yeah. And then I got follow-up messages from people who had reshared my post saying, where is the post gone? Mm -hmm. And I had to explain to them, you know, but it, it so it, in a way it was embarrassing because I, I let it get to me. Yeah. But I, I also think, like, my response to that was, yes, okay, people are going through things right now, but... This is the essence of what is, is wrong with the media and wrong with our Facebook bubble lives. If you're unaware 
of the hateful speech coming up against you, you're going to be less motivated to do something about it. You're, and I think when, when you see hate speech, you have to call it out. It's your responsibility as a human. Me sharing that, that, that image was going, hey, this isn't right. Let's make sure we track down who's responsible for it. Let's make sure that the lawmakers are aware that this is happening when they said it wasn't going to happen. And it I just got me really angry. Uh, I mean, calm the fuck on. Yeah. Uh, so sharing this poster makes you share the hate. So that, that means if you share the recent speeches of Donald Trump or the video of the car driving out, yeah, into the crowd yeah. in Charlottesville. Are you sharing the hate? No, you're, I believe you're going, this is not okay. Yeah. I come on. You know, I understand if it's you a, a video of somebody this... being beheaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I understand kind of, if I it's a video of... of someone being thrown off a building in no, 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 Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know... Um, I think the, like the speech of Donald Trump is a good example because he is uh, he is uh, con- condoning hate mm. and, and uh, bigotry in that. And if you share that speech from a person who is in fact respected in many households, yeah, uh, you are in fact uh, uh, further. You you are that's his poster. Mm. He is the poster child of hate in that. Uh, uh, in that way, but uh, you do it while condemning it. Mm. You do it with a status, saying mm. this is horrible. So you're not sharing anything. You're not sharing hate. You you are p- p- putting hate into the daylight. Mm. So I don't get it. I don't get it don't either. Get it. And I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed that I deleted it. Yeah, uh, but I get I get you deleting it because uh, there is a. a point when you get a lot of comments where you just you get sick e- of it yeah, it's easier just to, to it's like you're stuff. you're not and some of some of like some I, of the people who commented and told me to take it down were comedians really? were fellow comedians in australia and some of them were people i really respect and i've worked with and you know uh but by the way i want to point out um the majority of those people were not gay mm-hmm the yeah. majority of those people were saying that they were speaking on behalf of gay friends. Oh, that's a Taylor's oldest time. Yeah. Uh, where um, pe- the, the people who are offended are not, uh, are just, yeah, they're, they're, um, pe- often the people who are offended are, offend- are often, uh, I feel like mm. they're often vocally offended just to let everyone around them know how, uh, Correct, how, how, how politically correct they are. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. how 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 they are not how <sighs> my English is bad today. I understand what you say. Yes, they're just trying to say, look at the good I do. Yeah, look at the good I do. And here's also the thing: um, uh, you are in fact hating the hate. Yeah. And uh, while if you if you wouldn't point out that like you pointed this out to me. Mm. This poster, and I commented on it. Mm. Uh, uh, this, like you've talked about the homophobia in Australia before, mm. and this poster is the biggest proof 
that it, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the biggest proof, and it's kind of, I've heard it, but I, in fact, I got to admit this, I like a part of me, and I'm just realizing this now, mm. a part of me, when you're talking about it, a part of me thinks, yeah, well, he's gay, so he would... He would notice it better. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on it or something. Because when but, it's not directed at you. Yeah, but yeah. it's a fucking poster mm. that's being printed and by stuck actual, on walls yes, in public. Yes, and uh, um, and not everybody's a great fact checker. Yeah, and yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you see a statistic and you go, oh, oh, you know, oh, my name, my name's Beryl, and I live in Dandenong yeah. South, and yeah. I've never met a gay person, but this says ninety percent of the children are abused. I don't want abused children. I'm voting no. Yeah, of course, the idiots and assholes who see that poster, even if they see the the poster when, when you are sharing it, are going to even think that way. Mm-mm. But. Most of the people you know don't think that way. Mm, I would say mm, so. I mm. would say most of your Facebook friends aren't shitheads. No. I unfriend them when they are. Yeah. So, and uh, you're pointing out hate. That's what you're doing. You're putting it into a daylight. And what you're going to do, hide it? Because that's what's been apparently been going on this whole time. Because mm. it's been hidden from me. And I needed to see that poster in order to see it clearly. Mm. And it's, I mean, the, I, when, the, when I first shared it, I saw pictures uh, and posts from other gay people in Melbourne mm. um, who were like, has anyone actually checked that this is real? Yeah. And it, it was, and then it was later proved that, you know, because mm. it was all over media outlets, you know, mm. video crews had had evidence that it's on streets. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the Vesper Baptist church signs, but in a poster form. It's even, it's more sick. Yeah. If you, if you share up uh, Vesper Baptist church protest mm. where they are holding the signs, you are not sharing their hate mm, mm. you are you're showing the world uh, a bunch of assholes and uh, suggesting that we should do something about it mm. this is the same thing yesterday and i've never been so angered in my my country like uh that that i am i read an article yesterday in the sydney morning herald that was it was an opinion piece written by a phd you know, person who's, you know, in history or something. And it was, as a 30-year-old woman, everyone assumes I'm going to vote yes. But I'm not. And she she lists her reasons why. And she says, I'm an atheist. And, you know, I don't have any... Uh, I'm not a homophobe. But her, her article was saying, I'm tired of people... I'm tired of being afraid to tell people I'm going to vote no. Because the second I do, they tell me I'm a homophobe. And she's like, I have no problem with gay people. I just don't think they should be allowed to be married. It's such... I mean, that, that, uh, that's uh, like a whole other discussion that people should think that way, almost. Mm. Because that's all... That's, that's just... Uh, if you... Uh, I mean, if, apart from all the hate and how disgusting it is, it's, it's hilarious. I know. But also, I mean, it's, it's infuriating. Like, all these people... <laughs> They're not this does not you. affect... Uh, yeah. If you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it also, it reminds me of like a really dark chapter in Australia's history where there was an, a referendum, a federal vote in the 60s to decide whether Aboriginal people were allowed to vote. Right. Mm-hmm. In the 60s. In the 60s. Like uh, the people who had lived in Australia for 40,000 years. Mm-hmm 
the rest of Australia got to decide whether they were allowed to vote after everything they had been through. Right. And it's just like, I, I am not taking away from what Indigenous people in Australia have been through, but I just look at that and go, this is, and Bilkis said to me the other day, this is the element of democracy that doesn't work, is that the majority who something does not affect get to decide mm-hmm. uh, whether a, a minority are allowed to, to have or do something. Yes, uh, well, we have all... That's true. And uh, in recent history, we have been reminded that uh, democracy is, in fact, a joke and mm. Donald Trump is the punchline. Yeah. Oh, my God. But anyway, that's enough of that one. Yes, it is Let's move on. I don't want to get depressed anymore. Nothing really, really matters. matters. Anyone can see... Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters to me. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Uh, so, get to straight. Yeah, I've got a question. Yes. And this was actually sent to me by somebody who wishes to remain anonymous. Uh, it was sent to me by a gay. Um, who had a question, and they said uh, in their question that they are, uh, this person is in their 40s. Uh, And you're almost in your 40s? I would say, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, And they were saying that uh, that their question was, in the... Is it me? Oh. You accidentally played music. Yeah. Um, in, In... in your straight life, as you obviously getting older for men, you need sex less. Mm. Like you don't have as, as high a sex drive. Uh, has it ever presented as an issue for you? Because also you have been in relationships with younger women. Yes. Uh, uh, has it ever presented an issue where you don't need it as much as your partner does because uh, this person has said that they have had issues in the past when dating younger guys, uh-huh. that the younger guy wants it more, and it's be- created conflict. Right. Um, uh, not an issue for me, I would say, mm. uh, because if I'm dating... Yeah, when I'm dating a girl... Mm. And she is younger than me in most cases. Uh, let's be fair, in all cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a very sexual person, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know I, of anyone I, I, that I, this I, has been an issue for? Sorry? Or do straight men not talk about this with each other? I haven't uh, no nobody has complained to about this to me but uh, yeah I, I feel like okay, I'll say this in like part of the last five years or so I feel like uh, um, like uh, well, okay, in, my, in the year 2015 and mm. 2016, which I would call my slut years, mm, mm. I was very slutty, and uh, so I went a lot of times out looking for some tang. Mm. Poon tang. And, uh, when, such, a, such a hillbilly word. Yeah, it? it is. But uh, 
whenever I that whenever I went home alone, mm. that was not an issue for me. Mm. I remember maybe probably ten or fifteen years ago uh, that would have been an issue. I would go like I would f- feel like I was losing out or something, like I was less of a man even mm. Mm. because uh, I guess uh, yeah, I was just uh, I. Because I felt kind of obligated to get my dick wet, mm. even. Mm. But um, but later on, I thought, oh, who gives a shit? Mm. I mean, the fact that uh, uh, yeah, I think it's may- maybe like I think uh, there was a social pressure mm. of being a stud, even mm-hmm. like if we all want to be a stud. Every guy wants to be a stud. He wants to be a fucking machine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't feel that uh, obligation. However, uh, whenever, like now that I'm in a relationship with a young girl, and whenever she wants to have sex, I, yes, let's. Mm. Even if I'm not thinking of it at the moment, because uh, even if I, my mind was elsewhere, I know that in a, uh, whenever the sex starts, it's going to be awesome. Okay. I mean, it, was, it, was it an answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, so you've never, I mean, not necessarily with this lady friend, but uh, you've never had a moment where you just did it to get it over with? Mm, that has happened, mm. like, in my sexual history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Self-raping. I... Yeah, the yeah, the self-raping mm. where I go, where you go home with someone and you realize you don't really want to have but sex with But you do it with. because they want it. Yeah, yeah. That has happened, but I um yeah, I remember something like that happened, but that means you that just means you're not interested in that particular mm. person. Mm. And uh, when that happens to me, I sometimes I ha- I think if I remember correctly, I've kind of faked being more uh, wasted than I really am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like. Oh, I'm too tired, and then I just mm. pretend to pass out or something. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what you do instead of self raping. <laughs> <laughs> just just have a relationship based on a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, don't make it a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have a question? Yes. And you might even want to cut this one out. Okay, because uh, I guess it's it might be a bit personal. Okay, good. Uh, I like personal. Uh, you recently told me that yeah. you, with your current lover, uh-huh. uh, he uh, you you had oral sex or he performed oral sex on you, and <laughs> oh look at your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And. Uh, you finished in his mouth. Aha. Uh-huh. And you told me that was the first time that ever happened. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? <sighs> What's the question? The question is, how the fuck is that the first time that ever happened? Uh, it's, it's, it comes from, a, 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 I guess, a place of fear as well. Like when, because I guess I grew up in a very, I grew up in a different country where uh, sexually transmitted infections are actually uh, taken seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, and also I, I, you know, I was born in the 80s. So when I was, was, it's only been in recent years that HIV is not a death sentence. 
Right. So it was always drummed into you when you had, uh, you know, when, when I was coming to terms with the fact that I was gay, getting sexual health checks, you were always told things like uh, that swallowing mm-hmm. can, you know, is, is a way that you can contract HIV, mm-hmm. among other things. It's not really something you should do unless you're in a committed relationship. Uh, you know, if uh, in my, my previous long-term relationship, uh, it wasn't something we did because neither of us liked it. Right. Because some people don't like it being in their mouth. Like the, the penis or semen? The semen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just like, I mean, I've, I've had it in my mouth before mm-hmm. and I just didn't, uh, it just makes me gag. Yeah. So you had, you had it in your mouth, but you never came into somebody's mouth before. No, never. Now that you have, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. It is, it is pretty, pretty awesome. However, it causes like this kind of guilt. Yeah. As well, because I, I, uh, I still don't, it's not something that I enjoy. Yes, that's. Uh, I remember years ago that uh, when if I came into somebody's mouth, I was like, I while it was happening, there was like, oh my god, this can't be comfortable for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, then re- after just talking with girls, uh, my uh, my lovers or just my female friends, uh-huh. I realized that's n- not necessarily the thing at all. Even like, I mean, if, if it's just a really good validation, uh-huh. that they're doing a great job. Uh-huh. And uh, first of all, spitting or swallowing, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the whole, the, the orgasm that we get after have being blown for that all that time and then than getting uh, an orgasm from being blown. That is the most intense orgasm you can get. Because also you're very... a pillow. Yeah, you're very sensitive during it. Yeah. Especially if you're not circumcised. Right. And, you know, the the head of the penis is very... And immediately, I mean, uh, for our our non-penis-owning listeners, it's often like as soon as you've orgasmed, you don't... Sometimes you don't want to be touched. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, you're like okay, uh-huh. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 and that's, it's a very intimate and uh, sensitive moment. Uh-huh. But the lead up to it is, is very good. That's the, the one thing I find that can be difficult is if there's like a, a, a slight bit of tooth afterwards. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, no, 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 well, no. Well, the tooth is always a... A, a danger. A danger. Uh, Imagine I, getting a blowjob from Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will imagine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've... When... Uh, have you ever had this... Oh, no, well, this is... The, yeah, this is... Go I, on, I can't go on. believe I've come into more mouths. Yeah. Uh, it was just know. something like don't do it and it's yeah. also uh i was taught that it's it's not respectful mm-hmm. to your sexual partner if mm-hmm. you don't tell them you're about to yeah well i do you always say i'm about you you say i'm i'm gonna come i'm gonna yeah, come, I'm gonna come you, I'm gonna. i think you, i think that's and then like it's up to them if they want to yeah, absolutely but then there's also like a a I I think I think in my sexual history, even the periods where I was single in the last sort of you know couple of years, I would pull out because I had this thought in my head of I don't want them to do it because they think I expect it, mm. 
and I think I think that that because I've I've got a lot of female friends who have told me they don't like doing it, but they feel it's expected. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. Who don't like giving a blowjob? No, they like giving blowjobs, but they don't want it in their mouth. But oh, they yeah. feel like they've they there is an expectation that it's going to go in their mouth, and they should do it. Uh, I I feel like uh, I I. The, most of the time, the blowjob is uh, like a foreplay before the yeah. intercourse. Uh, but um, and when I when I manage to come in somebody's mouth, that means that particular person is really good with my penis. Mm, mm. Really knows how to handle my penis mm. because it doesn't happen all the time. No. Uh, I, uh, but I, got, I was going to ask you. I was going to tell you this. There's a, there's a time when you are getting blown and um, you get this. You feel like you feel that you're not going to come, but you 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 kind of have a feeling that she wants you to come. So you have to. So that that and then you have to give, concentrate. It gives you a stress factor. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I'm not going to come. But uh, that's just. I think that's. Uh, a whole other discussion, really. Mm, mm. Uh, now you don't have to cut this bit out. No, good. No, so, so I didn't cross a line there. I know. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And if we did, I'll deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal with it later. Uh, but, but uh, no, that was that was that was. Oh, oh, and it's now time for the ants of, of agony. agony. And I had a question. Um, I had a question from, uh, from a listener who sent a message about comedy. Right. And it was somewhere along the lines of, uh, the question was when we're doing our standup, how much improvisation goes into it? Like you, you have your definite set. Uh, but how much do you allow yourself to play, and uh, you know what? What are the what are the rules for improvising in comedy that you use? Yeah, let me see if I can find the exact message. Okay. But keep going. I I would say it depends on the crowd. It always depends on the crowd. How does improv play into part? Play into part in your sets, and do you uh, use improvisational theory in your Ooh. sets? So I guess uh, they're yeah. saying like uh, you know you, we've seen lo- lots of improv Islam or <laughs> you know uh, improv Islam yes. and improv Islam. That improv Islam, yeah, 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 great. You know, <laughs> they're, they're great. Allah Akbar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, I would, I would, uh, yeah. It depends on the crowd. Mm. Uh, if the crowd is good. If you feel like it's a friendly crowd and they're up for anything, I mean, I, I, like I've said, I don't know anything about improv theory. Mm. Uh, I haven't been to improv classes. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are improvisationalists, and I remember uh, some of them asked me to come to those classes, and I was yes, yes, I should do it because I will learn a lot from that. But yeah. I think the main reason I never went to oh, any of these classes is because I have a problem with attending classes. Yeah, I'm not a very organized person when it comes to having to be somewhere mm, mm. Uh, like uh, I, I, I realized that if I would uh, enlist in one of these classes whenever it came up I was like oh 
I was gonna watch Star Trek, but I have to go to class. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's literally the reason I haven't studied it. But I think it's fascinating the whole thing. But I don't use it. Uh, uh, but uh, whenever I'm doing stand up and the the crowd is good, uh, and, uh, and it makes me feel comfortable enough to try some new stuff. Yeah. But that happens just that's just almost an out of body experience. That's mm. why, that's why I always regret not taping my shows because you never remember what it is you yeah. said. Yeah. But I say some like I just make up jokes on the spot. That's the best part of startup comedy when you make up jokes on the spot mm -hmm. uh, jokes that you can actually use later as a bit yeah that is literally the best the the best thing that can happen during stand up but it um, it depends on your mood and the crowd's mood mm mm i i agree i i studied improv mm -hmm. when i was a lot younger so I know a lot of the rules that go into it, and I was actually we got a great compliment from uh, one of the uh, guys in Improvisland. Yeah, we, we, they told us that they were good at uh, yes ending. Yes ending. They said after watching a live podcast, obviously not one where I blacked out, um, <laughs> that that uh, that you and I are good at just going with each other. Yeah. And we never say no. We just keep going with it. And yeah. they said that's something... He told me, I believe he... Not his exact words, but I'm paraphrasing. But it's something people train years to be able to do. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do it with everyone. No. You can't do it with everyone. But what I would say when it comes to my stand-up, what I take from the improv years ago is more a trust in my own imagination that if I'm thrown something, mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to go with it. Yeah. And I think that's... I mean, you've, you've told me before that you your, your favorite moments of me doing stand-up are when I'm just dealing with the crowd. Yeah, I think that's your, uh, that's your forte. Yeah, and I love it. And I love it. And it's... For me, it, dealing with a crowd and improvising is no different to if you see me host a dinner party. Right. Or being in a room of people who are strangers. I, I always feel, even if I don't want to talk to people, I feel that my job is to make everyone feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And usually that's by making them laugh or making fun of myself first. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's comedy in a nutshell. Yeah, but I, I, do, I do think there are elements, like the character stuff I do that I'm trying to incorporate more, mm -hmm. uh, that comes from improv. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I wish... I would love to do, uh, like... Uh, that. It, one, it happened to me once. Yeah. That, like, most of the set was... You told me and I wasn't there. You weren't there. No. I, it was in Icelandic. Mm. Um, it was when I was, like, uh, accidentally booked at 10 o'clock at Rosenberg. Mm. I, booked, I booked myself there, but... Um, I forgot. Yeah. And then the guy who owed the place at the time, he called me the day before. So, so you're coming tomorrow at 10 o'clock? I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I don't think I can. And he said, well, people are coming. People have booked tables. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay then. If they book tables, I'll be there. And then I came. Turned out people didn't book tables. He just said that to He just lied to yeah. you. But it's sold out, right? No. No, it, it was uh, 
fairly empty room. Oh, wow. Well, you've seen Rosenberg. It's yeah. like 120 people. If it, like, if it's full. If it's yeah. full. Uh, it was 20 people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it was you and Bilka. Bilka opened up for me. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it was supposed to be like my 40 to, uh, 40 to 60 minutes. Mm. And... Um, and there were people there, like, there were drunk people there, mm. and there was one, like, middle-aged woman who kept interrupting. Oh, God. And there were people who came in during the show who were just there for a drink, and they spoke very loudly. But it ended up me just doing crowd work the whole time, just dealing with the drunk middle-aged woman mm-hmm. who eventually got the title Mom. I yeah. Said, Mom, will you shut up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like this foreign dude who was just, who was on something, who was dancing in the corner and I started narrating what was going on in his mind and then there was this one guy who kept talking at the bar like the 60-year-old guy and I just shouted at him, uh, Just I just really ruined him uh, for saying yeah 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 I know you think you're an alpha male but that that thing ended like 30 years ago and then I I just I just kept on uh, reacting to these people and it was the most improv I've ever done in my life and I came off the stage just sweating and thought okay this was horrible but people came up to me afterwards but thank you for the best stand up I've ever seen in Iceland and I thought okay so I was actually doing a good thing because I was just I was just desperately picking the first things that came into my mind and, and saying them out loud so so I was actually very pleased with that evening but it was hard and I was genuinely frustrated up on stage yeah. being frustrated and be able to entertain at the same time uh, gave me hope that I could maybe do more of that desperation teaches a naked man to sew it does indeed <laughs> And do you have anything meaningful to say today? You just said the meaningful thing. I did, and on that note, peace out, motherfuckers. Skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is Takk fyrir að hlusta.